He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 62 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm Barry O'Hanrahan, and on the show this week we have Will Griffith. Hey Will. How's it going Barry? Good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back here. Uh, unfortunately, James can't join us this week. He's been struck by a case of golf and karma after taking a wild swing at you last week, Will, and was on the receiving end of some dental work yesterday. So all he could do was mumble agreement with our points today if he was here. So yeah, he's resting I, over. I didn't mean to break his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> These things happen, you know. These things happen. (laughs) Sometimes you just see the rage, you know. (laughs) So uh, for anyone looking to follow us on Twitter, we're there at PodcastGTS, or you can get in touch with us by email on agoodtalkspoiled at gmail.com. Thanks for everyone who shared and told their friends about the show last week. We had massive download numbers for the episode with Steve Bamford, which was really enjoyable to do, and we could have talked to him for hours. So big thanks to Steve. Um, he'll be back with us again in a few weeks for the players and also for the other majors this year. Um, thanks again to everyone as well for the interaction on Twitter over the weekend. That was great fun as well. Um, it kind of helps me not watch the golf and kind of have a bit of fun in another way. A bit way. of banter going. A bit of banter, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, that's a great forth. crack. Um, and if anyone has a few seconds to spare, a little rating on iTunes gives us a big boost and helps kind of share the show around. So oh, big time. Gets yeah, us yeah. up the ratings. So thanks a million for everyone who's doing that. Um, so, um, I guess the place to start is with our own games, because that's the most important thing that happened last week, obviously. Oh, I know where this is going. This is so annoying that I have to actually turn around and say, Barry, well done. Great game of golf on Saturday. It was the Glen of the Downs' first medal of the year. Now, he didn't win it, but no. considering the conditions that were out there, to put things in perspective, I actually played semi-okay and came in with the 78 net Mm-hmm. And Mr. O'Hanrahan sitting across the other side of the table here with a smug little grin on his face had a net 73. And because of the weather conditions, that actually the standard scratch was 74 in the day, which means he actually did get a little bit of a cut. Did. So well done, Barry. Good shooting. Thank you very much. Third in your class. Well done. Third in my class, yeah. I think I got a top 10 overall, I think six or something, which is yeah, great, you know. Was very so good shooting. The course was playing really difficult that day. Oh. For, you know, firm. Not not as firm as it was in the summer, but for this time of year it was very firm, fast, and the, it was yeah. at least a three club wind out there. Oh, and it was hilarious at times. Like, yeah, and they had the pins. Every pin was on a slope of some sort. Yeah, it was a brutal set of pins. But uh, like as uh, you know, as we spoke about this before, it wasn't necessarily that the pins were you know pins were tough, mm. irrespective of anything else. Yeah. They were nice, tough pins. But the problem is that. In a lot of the shots that we had, like even on one of the holes, I say for number 14, which is a par 3, 208 yards off the back tee, mm. you're talking about the pin being tucked in on the left. And that's not necessarily in any given day a bad pin because, you know, the ball will fall to the hole if you get it, to, if you get it going at all. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the wind was coming into us from the left. Yeah. So there was no shot there. You know the kind of way, No, um, you'd actually have to play a hook against the wind. You couldn't play a play, draw. You'd have to play a hook to get it to towards be, it. It would have to be a very good, bad shot. To get, yeah, to get yeah. to where you wanted to go. Yeah. It was it was a really tough day, a serious challenge, and there was no at no point was there ever a, kind of a safe hole where you kind of could, could relax and just kind of 
go, I can get a score in this hole and just yeah. get on with it. Um, it was a challenge the whole way through, which is what a medal should be. And oh yeah, no, like the whole thing was good. Like yeah. it was good to see that good golfers came through, and you know they were winning with good scores. Mm. You know, for the day that was in it, like you know the best score I think was the seventy net. Two two guys beat par. Par, par for our course is seventy one. So two guys, yeah. two people out of one hundred and eight beat par. So yeah. that kind of gives it an idea of how tough it was out yeah, there. Yeah. So. Uh, and the greens were running beautifully. Oh, it's just fantastic. Yeah. The only problem is now that they've quoted them today. They hollow timed them today, so yeah. another you know, two or three weeks of pain and bobbly yeah. putts. But, but it's, 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 it's what you go through now to get the enjoyment yes. later on. But I will, I actually want to just add one thing just because of the fact that I'm an arrogant, uh, arrogant guy. But, uh, last week, last Thursday, I won another competition. Excellent. Uh, the open. I'm actually pretty much the open champion at the moment on Thursdays because I've won two out of the last three and came third in the other one. And I got cut, so I'm now single figure again. Yes, nice. For the moment, for the moment. I'm 9.4, and thankfully on Saturday it was only redu- reductions only, so it means that I survived another week at not, as, as a single figure golfer. As a single figure golfer, so hopefully I'm playing on Thursday, and hopefully I might get within the buffer zone, or maybe get cut another little bit. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Fingers crossed. Myself and James are playing the afternoon wave on Thursday, so. All right, okay, I'm yeah. playing the morning wave, so you'll know the target. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's so. Look, looking forward to golf. Golf has really kind of kicked off thanks oh, to the Masters. Yeah. This is the time of year. Be somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working on talking to our golf balls in the air all week yeah, long. Like, yeah, thanks yeah. to Jordan's Just team. go. No, hit it, wind. Hit it, wind. Yeah. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Stops two foot short of the hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing, actually, on the weekend, we got our pitch fix twisters. They were all sent out to everyone. We got them there. <coughs> they worked a treat so easy. Just jab it into the pitch mark, and it just. You have to do nothing. Just spike it in and out, and it, it just gently lifts it up, and it just wow. it's perfectly smooth. Looking forward so, to picking mine up on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And thanks a million to Pitch Fix. Yeah, thanks. Pitch having, fix. The, having the logo on the ball marker is very cool. Oh, so, great! Yeah, it's nice. I haven't seen them yet myself, so I'm looking forward to that as a surprise on Thursday. Sitting there in the shop in its presentation case. Yeah, I hope it's still there. <laughs> yeah. So um, news is kind of tricky to come by on the internet this week, but there are little bits and pieces that have filtered through all the talk about the Masters and yeah. Jordan's amazing performance. Um, Porsche has been announced as a title sponsor of the European Open. Uh, for everyone, Irish people knew the European Open, probably a little bit more than other people on the European Tour because we had a few stagings of it here. Yeah. It hasn't been on the race to Dubai in six years, but it is back now, and that's taking place in the golf resort Bad Kreisbach in Germany uh, towards the end of September. That's great. It's, that's it's cool. It's good to have another tournament on European soil. Of course, yeah. yeah. Similarly in Germany. You know, so, so, the one thing I always want about all these competitions is the fact that it's the time issue. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be something that we can watch in real time. Yeah, and hungover on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily one of these things that it's nine o'clock at night. Yeah, or you're, it's been on at six o'clock in the morning, and you're, you know, you you've to record it to then watch it at nine, which is fine as well. But this means you can actually just sit down at lunchtime. Yeah, play your golf in the morning maybe, and then come home and watch the leaders teeing off at twelve. It's lovely. Yeah, it, it it's is. Great. It's a nice, nice weekend activities yeah. yeah I love it so that's that's great um, fair play to Porsche they've been sneaking slowly slipping into golf you Again, know? Yeah, yeah. so uh, this is the first time they're as the title sponsor for professional golf tournaments oh really so, yeah. I didn't realise that they, they have kind of Porsche designed golf shoes and a few little things and yeah, golf yeah. shirts so they're, you know, they seem to be kind of digging their claws in following in the footsteps of Volvo Mercedes BMW yeah I'm just trying to think of who who is going to be their next target for merchandising you know a player because like Keimer is he's already like pretty much Germaned up 
mm, at this with moment. Hugo Boss. With Hugo Boss and all that kind of stuff. I think it could be like, look, keep an eye out for someone like Marcel Seam or something like that, maybe. Is he slick enough for a Porsche? Oh, yeah, once he, yeah, he is. See Marcel in a If you could develop the golf game a little bit. See Marcel in a convertible boxster or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his <laughs> yeah. ponytail. Like. Ponytail hanging out, you know. Do you know what would be cool? Who would be brilliant? Yeah. Jimenez. Oh, God. Hanging yeah. out with the cigar and yeah. the glass of wine. <laughs> no, obviously, because we don't condone drink driving. But that's the the kind of picture in my head. Yeah, of <laughs> Let's course, just move yeah. on. Let's just move on. Jimenez would be in the passenger seat, of course. Of course. Yeah. He'd be in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Convertible, you know. <laughs> yeah. Doing stretches. Lying on the hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, another... Great thing about watching TV over the weekend was sometimes you get some great commercials. And oh, the oh. Nike commercial is just brilliant. I, I these days with commercials, you can just you filter them really quickly and you can switch them off. This is one of those ones you actually don't mind watching again yeah. from start to finish. Like it's it's a for anyone who hasn't seen it, get on the internet, just Google Rory Tiger Nike commercial. Like it's just it's a really good kind of look back story. The heart, heart, it is. A, and what's that, it called? Heart touching or heart yeah, wrenching or whatever. It's it is, and they have that little kind of lovely music over it that kind of gets you yeah. emotionally involved in the space of 30 seconds so it's a really good it's a really well done commercial and, and I think from from our point of view as well there's a there's a friend of ours from the golf club who's actually yes. in it so there's always that little you know he, he's, he plays Rory's dad he plays Rory's dad in it you know and fair play to him congratulations on the on getting the ad it's a, yeah. it seems to have gone viral already and That's you know it's a, he did really well in it yeah big hat to, big hat tip to Nike on that and hat tip to oh yeah it's very good it's a very good ad. It's very, very enjoyable to watch. It's like a little movie within itself, but it's yeah. only, what, a minute and a half, two minutes long. Right, it's, a, it's a cracker. Um, speaking of Rory, uh, Rory now has to... I heard this, and I really hope it's correct. Uh, I heard it on the news, um, on the radio. I couldn't believe it when I actually heard it. So it actually, obviously, as people know, Niall Horan caddied for Rory McIlroy in the Part 3 competition. Now, you can obviously go into the, the little mm-hmm. little thing about... Can I talk about keep that Keep going, well? keep going. Okay, so... Um, Niall Horan obviously caddied for McElroy and everyone was kind of going what's the you know what's the connection there like you know, I was trying to figure out what the connection was and who is Niall Horan to Rory McElroy you know mm. bar the fact that they're both Irish you know, and both famous and both yeah. famous and both ridiculously wealthy mm-hmm. but I couldn't figure out what the actual connection was like you know well McElroy seems to be pally pally with everyone at the moment even the new football thing that he did with Jamie Dornan yeah uh, which has just come out on the internet now football challenge or something mm. like that but uh, it turns out that Somewhere along the way, it must have been a, a, a bet or a, some sort of a, a deal within it that Niall Horn is now caddy for McElroy. It turns out that McElroy is now actually going to perform with One Direction in September in England yeah. as part of the One Direction tour. So I am really looking forward to that. <laughs> I, I don't think Rory seems like the kind of person who's got a great singing voice. But, that's not the point of yeah. it. The, fo- the point of it is that he is having so much fun. You could be doing some golf-style dancing on stage or something. <coughs> but, yeah. but I'll never forget the time that he actually was in, I think it was Paris, uh, and this is around the time he was going out with um, Miss Wozniacki, and the, they were playing a match, I think it was Sharapova and Wozniacki were playing a match in Paris, and um, McElroy was in the, in the, the crowd. And they, they were doing a kind of an exhibition thing, or it was the World Golf, or World, World Tennis Championships yeah. or something like that. And they, they, your one came on the microphone and said, is there any good looking guys in the audience who want to come down and yeah. play a game of tennis? And of course, Rory stuck the hand up and it was obviously pre-planned or whatever. Mm. And he came down and he played a point against Sharapova or something yeah. like that. And I think he actually ended up winning the point. But 
it was a you know he's not a great tennis player but the fact of the matter is that he's having the time of his life yeah. I am so jealous of the guy he, he just gets to have all these he's doing everything he wants and yet he's still things. playing great golf yeah like the fact of the matter is I know we're going to we're going to go into the Masters in a while so I won't talk about it yet but uh, oh and the other thing was that Niall Horan had a hole uh, not that he had a hole in one he uh, got to hit a shot he did what is that I think it was on the 8th in the part three, in the part three contest, yeah. So I mean, the, most players don't. Any player who thinks he has a good chance in the Masters does not take this tournament seriously because <laughs> because of the supposed voodoo that nobody who's won the part three contest has won the Masters in the same year. So the guys who are on a good score will generally sabotage it, but it's kind of a funny palsy wazzy event, and you know, kids. kids and caddies will get to take a shot or take a putt, and Niall Horn, yeah, got to take a take a shot and uh, didn't. Uh, he got a pin high, but it was about 40 yards left to target and into the water. 40 so. yards? If any of the videos had anything to go by, he nearly hit the, the leaderboard, which was about 150 <laughs> yards away. So, uh, he but was, uh, as I he, said to Barry, I said he, he didn't get his body through. And Barry went, well, what would you be doing if it was you? And I went, all right, okay. <laughs> he hit the ground a bit of fuck oh. behind the ball. <laughs> uh, Niall did, yeah, Niall, not only did he slip up on that, he slipped on the way to the interview with Kirsty Gallagher. So Rory giving him like the full tour bag, pretty yeah, much, yeah. which was completely unnecessary. But this is part, part of the bet. deal or the bet or has whatever. To be, has to be, yeah, yeah. So Niall obviously stunned by Kirsty Gallagher, who was looking mighty fine on the mighty TV. Fine. Yeah, I don't know why what they did with her after the par three contest, put her back in stasis or something like that. Sure she's in my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, too far, too far. Yeah. Sorry, Kirsty, she'll be gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he slipped on the way down to the thing, so that went a bit crazy in the internet. Anyway, good, good, uh, good crap. And good banter. Ah, yeah, good viewing, and you know, it's all a bit of fun, and it is all a bit of banter, and obviously Jack Nicklaus uh, getting the hole in one as well. Oh, that's great, yeah. yeah was, I mean, look, we're, we're kind of on the way to talking about the Masters, so this would be a good we, segue to move us in. Yeah. On a quick note before we do, Patrick Reed has agreed to play the Irish Open this oh, year. Oh, wow! So this is, I mean, it's just one superstar after another getting added to the list. I've and got my season tickets. This is great, because like another one adds himself to the list, the world ranking points go up, and then another one goes, oh, that's a really attractive proposition yeah. to do that. And it's also a good tune-up for, you know, St. Andrews, which is, you know, a little later on in the well, summer. It's, like, it's May compared to July or something. Yeah, so it's, I mean, there's only about six weeks six between weeks, them, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's, it's a good little tune-up. And they're playing links up and down, you know, exactly. looking away. It gives them an idea where the game is at and what they might need to work on, and that gives them six weeks in which to work on it. So it's it's just, it's, we're winning like crazy with oh, the yeah. Irish Open this year. Word is that Tiger might play next year when it's... When it's in the K club, so it's just it's getting the best thing that happened there was Rory McIlroy again. Like oh, I know I have a bit of a man crush yeah. on the guy, but you know I think he's just doing a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Charity, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. golf itself. Like you know, he's really developing Ireland as a mm-hmm. as a brand for golf. You know, oh, which he's, is great. He's really flexing his kind of uh, celebrity superstar muscles now, yeah, and yeah. it's uh, we're all winning out of it. Oh, everyone's winning. Hat tip to him. It's brilliant. Look, the, the par three was wonderful, and Jack's hole in one. He even said he felt like he was going to have a hole in one that week. Well, I think it was what was he talking to ESPN or something like that, and he was doing the rounds of all the different places, mm-hmm. you know. So I think he literally did ten minutes, ten minutes, ten minutes with all the different sports channels. So I think he was potentially running out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, how is a guy who's set, what is he seventy two years of age? going to feel like he's going to have a hole-in-one. He's Jack Nicklaus. Every time he hits a golf ball, he's going to feel like he's going to hit a (laughs) hole-in-one. Like, you know, the kind of way. But just to see it happening was great. And, you know, he is a really, really nice guy. And the thing about it is I actually, uh, this is something that I found about the the Masters and the commentary was a lot of people did, I don't know whether they liked his commentary or whatever. I actually really like it. It's really annoying 
but it's also really good. And what I found great about it was you're talking about someone who won the Masters six times, mm. you know, commentating on players who were playing the Masters, right? So we're looking at this and the other commentators, I was watching Sky all weekend, the other commentators who were talking about it were going on about the fact that, oh, this is a really, really hard hole or it's a really difficult putt or whatever. Mm. And Jack Nicklaus is sitting there kind of going, it's not really hard, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was great. To, he, he really put things in perspective, you know, and it's kind of like, it's not really a hard putt. The hard part was the shot to get there. Mm. The putt is easy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're And then they'd miss the putt and he'd be like, well. <laughs> <laughs> get onto the practice green. Yeah, exactly. He's brutally honest and I loved, I do like that a lot. Yeah. It's very refreshing. Like, he doesn't sugarcoat it and he's quite happy to tear down somebody to make his point, you know. And, and rightly so because he knows he's right. But that's, and you can't argue with him. No. And the fact of the matter is that, but there was one, because the one thing that was obviously noticed about the Masters this year was the fact that are, we are, are, we're now talking about the Masters. No, we're talking about the Masters. Okay, so the one thing that was obviously noticed and spoken about at great length all weekend was the fact that the greens mm-hmm. weren't uh, heated up, you know, at any stage. Or, so yeah, they, the, the, the air, it's yeah, air system drying them out. Dry them out, you know, so they were all very, you know, they were very, very much, now, I'm sure they're still ridiculously fast, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they're not Masters uh, material. As we'll go in to talk about speed and his score and the whole lot, yeah, like, yeah. you know, but um, it was, I remember one particular time, I think it was, it was Spieth, I think, hit a shot on the ninth hole at one stage on the second or third day. And Jack Nicholas got very excited about the shot. He hit the, Spieth hit the ball and it went about 15 foot above, no, about 25 foot above the hole. Mm-hmm. And the natural grainy was going to bring it back down right to the hole. And yeah. Jack Nicholas turns around and goes, oh, watch this, this is going to be really good. This is going to be fantastic. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah. It's okay. It stopped within <laughs> it four stopped. inches. Like, yeah, yeah, like it stopped still about 12 foot away from the yeah. hole after coming down a bit, little bit. But in, in Masters gone by, that would have rolled potentially down to the hole, past the hole and left an uphill put. You know, yeah. so he's going on his mental his me- mental memory of the Masters. I I was disappointed by the course this week. I really was. It, because, because of things like that happened all week long and shots weren't performing as you are used to seeing over the last few years, particularly since they've made the changes in 2011, you know, the course is playing more or less the same and you're not seeing the ball react the way it has done in past masters. You know, they can do whatever they want to that course. They have all the money in the world. They have the sub air systems. They could have sucked those greens dry before they started, despite whatever rain they had before the week. I think they actually, it seemed like they wanted a low scoring Masters. It was, it was like they were after it. You know, they can control that score really, really well. Of course well. they can control They know exactly what, they, they could, they could tell you within one or two shots well, what the winning score will be. Well, what or was that, brief performance like speed. What was that stat you were telling me there about the, the scores, um, you know, the winning scores of the last, you know, 12 Masters or whatever? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. you were saying? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the one from the lads, yeah, sorry, the mo- score of minus 14 would have won 12 of the last 13 Masters. It's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, so, I mean, and they got beaten by four shots. Yeah, and there was, look, there was other little things like, you know, you're looking at the banks on the front of 11, the banks, the bank at the front of 15, the bank, 13 not so much because it's quite a severe one, you know, if you're off it, you're off you're it, off, but yeah. the one on 15 in particular, I've never, ever, ever seen that many balls hold up on that bank, even when they were rolling, they'd yeah. stop, you know, in years gone by, they were gone, Yeah, 100%, and I think... A little bit of the drama from the tournament is taken away when that when the balls. I mean, yeah, it's exciting to see a ball stay there, but it's also kind of exciting in a weird, messed up way to see a ball drop. Well, it's the amateur thing from all of us. We're watching yeah. it as amateurs, wanting the professionals to look like amateurs, or you want to see how they cope with you know having to try get up and down for par. Then if they've gone for the green and two, you know, yeah. so it's. But the whole thing about the masses was that like those holes were the risk and reward holes. Yeah, you know, so fifteen coming down the stretch, you know, you're a couple of shots ahead, you're a couple of shots behind. 
if you hit a bad shot, it was in the water. Yeah, and I think 15, there was very little risk in it this year. You know, once you... Once he just cleared it, it was all the cases of picking the club to clear the water. That was it. Yeah, I mean, because because even, over, even over the back was quite not grabby, but there was an extra section of uh, the, se- the second cut was a bit deeper there at the very back before the water to stop the ball. It and it's funny you say that because that was um, Spieth. No, I know what happened to a couple of them. I yeah. saw one person going into the water on the back of 15, which the water of the 16th for people yeah. who don't know the course. Um, but the Spieth actually hit a shot, and I think it was on the second. Day or the first day, I think, was when he was having his ridiculous score, and um, mm. he was in between clubs, and he had a rescue club, and again, he was talking to the ball. You know, I think it was he was trying to play a cut shot into the wind um, with his rescue because he was a little bit big mm-hmm. for the shot, and he knew he was, and he yeah. double crossed himself, and it went over the back of the green, and they were all talk. This is the first day when they were all thinking that this is the old masters, and it bounced and bounced and into the water. No, stopped in the grass. Mm. Which was amazing. I mean, just and that was a double bogey. I just don't think there was enough punishment, enough punishment for taking the risk on thirteen and fifteen. I mean, like, just fifteen was the seventeenth hardest hole in the course, so the second easiest hole, playing point four of a shot under par, and thirteen was point four five of a shot under par. That was the easiest hole in the course. I mean, thirteen. I don't know. Do they need to buy some extra land from the Augusta Golf Club behind them mm-hmm. to make that a bit longer? Because you know, Jason Day reaching it with two irons. Um, you know, the lads are just banging drives around the corner and they're going in there with like you know seven six five irons quite easy but I don't mind that like I don't mind of course like the thing that is the beauty of Augusta was the fact that is excuse mm. me because they can you know it'll yeah it, this can all come back and change next year oh, the fact is that when you're going in it's only someone like McElroy who really has the ball flight to actually stop a ball dead on a par five because he comes in so high you know, you're talking about other guys, they're hitting three irons, four irons, but because the greens weren't dried out the, the way balls, that they should have been, yeah. the balls were obviously sticking. Now, years gone by, they wouldn't have been able to hit those shots. And they were, the ball shoots through Shooting the back through, screen, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And then, then of course, they've got the downhill puts or the chips, and the ball will be going through, all the way through. Whereas, um, I, I was, I, I hate to be going on and on about McElroy, but I, you know, as I said, I was you do love him a lot. I do love him yeah. a lot. But he hit a shot even on Sunday, and, um, he hit driver and then he hit like I think it was like six iron, and he hit it to the absolute perfect spot mm. from masters gone by and by and by. Just like as the camera was looking, it was right at the flag up on the slope in the perfect position for it to roll it's down. On the slope. It's on thirteen. It's on thirteen. Yeah, when it should come down. To and it should have come all the way down. The it should have been in the hole or past the hole. Yeah, and it stopped seven foot short. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, and he missed the putt for eagle. I think I think this all did in a way play into Jordan Spieth's hands because he didn't have all those years of experience of seeing what the course did. The fear so, shots, like he didn't have the fear. Yeah, shots. he didn't have the fear. He didn't have the whole like, oh, this should do that. He just played it as he saw it. Whereas the other guys who've played it a lot more have these all these memories in the background, all the history and all the experience working into their thought process on every shot. And like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Spieth's. And performance. Oh, one of them for Thursday and Friday. He's phenomenal amazing. what he did. But I think there was there is a little bit of an advantage there that he didn't have that the fear of things happening or you know prior experience leaving him in positions like like McElroy's just there. So yeah. um, you know I I think maybe maybe the Augusta committee just decided let's have a test this year. Let's see what happens and they can see how easy they can make it because it was very easy. It was only playing for the whole field. It was only half a shot over par. Yeah. So. Maybe this was the year they just wanted to see what the extreme is. 
the way golf is right now with all these great golfers and then they go right well we can just pull it right back next year yeah so it'll be uh i guess this conversation can only be put in perspective next after and next course, year's event you know and then you're talking about did they want to bring back everyone else into the field because it seemed to be in a, a scenario where the biggest golfers seem to be winning the big tournaments mm. so like you look back at like it was always bubba watson you know, because he was making a mess of the par fives. Like, you know, he was like a driver and wedge. You know, that kind of way. So, in fact, what it did was it brought back in other people. Now, I know you still look at the leaderboard and it was Spieth followed by Rose who hits a big ball, Mickelson who hits a big ball, McElroy who hits a massive ball, DJ was there as well. Mm. You know, so they were all there, thereabouts. But I, there's an element of, like, bringing the field back into it. Yeah, I mean, the, the end of the day on Sunday, the cream did, really did rise to the top. Yeah, you know, in terms of the names that did get up there, um, with a couple of slight outsiders there, like Casey and Matsuyama, it might have been kind of mid sixties, seventies odds, you know. But for the most part, like the good golfers did get themselves up the leaderboard, you know, and that that happens in Augusta. McIlroy so, could have had a fifty nine. Absolutely, sure. Like Henrik Stenson could have had millions under, but his he was actually actually he was on one of Henrik only, who one of only two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Talk, like, talk about things backfiring for me. So, um, that, yeah, that didn't go. He was one of only two golfers, um, to not have a three putt throughout the Masters himself really? and Sang Moon Bay. Now, the problem is, Stenson had, say, for example, on Saturday's round, he had seven, he had eight putts within 15 feet, um, and didn't make any of them. Seven of them were for birdie. So, okay. like, he, he gave, get anything. he gave himself, innumerable opportunities and just didn't get the putting which and his putting is always has always been the weakest part of his game he'd been on he'd been putting well until recently and kind of went off on the Sunday there a couple of weeks ago obviously <coughs> didn't keep the hot putter this week yeah. um, so. which are the, the, best, he, the best putter won the Masters oh without a doubt yeah I mean Stats he, shows the, the best combination shows. of greens and regulation and putting which yeah. was Jordan Speed. he was fourth in putting and second in greens and regulation and that is a lethal combination of course it is like, you, know. you know unless you're making triple bogey on your greens that you don't make yeah. he wasn't because the short game is outrageous yeah. as well so and um, I saw a tweet there one of the, the guys I can't remember who it was but he said you know Jordan Speed has you know the, the five key you know he turned he was Comparing it to baseball, he said he had like the five great aspects of baseball in his game when there's only supposed to be four great aspects of baseball. So okay. he does everything to a really good level. He's not exceptional at any point. No, they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. But the all, the all round and the, the strategizing is just brilliant. And, you know, the way he approaches the game, like he just took that course apart and really, really deserved a winner. Oh, he was like, it was, it was great to like the thing about it is I, you know, a lot of people would have turned around and said that maybe the mass was going to be boring on the Sunday. But the one thing I found about it for me was that there was an element of like, is he going to mess up mm. for every hole? You know, the kind of way. It was like, what's the one thing that can cause him trouble here? You know, the kind of way. And even on, let's say, um, 16, you know, like he was coming down the stretch. He's still four shots ahead or whatever. You know, like there was no one catching him. Rose had started off really strong. Mickelson had come, come at it a little bit. Mm. I think if McElroy had been three or four shots closer, you know, he, I think he could have easily won it. Um, yeah, yeah. But then again, he missed a good birdie chance on one, missed a good, good, good birdie chance on two, missed one on four, missed one on five, missed, you know, so this is where the 59 is coming out of, like, yeah, they're going until the eight. And they were all very makeable. Make he was putting make the ball in the best positions ever. Yeah. Um, but speed, even coming down 16, he flew the green. Mm. And it was a real, like, now I know he wasn't as bad as Tigers from 2000, 
do that. Isn't it? No, it was a different, different side of the green. Different side of the green, yeah. Different, different quarter of the green. It wasn't like, you know, but the fact of the matter is that he still had to hit the chip but then got the putt. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, his putt becomes so much more difficult if Rose had made his 15-footer for birdie. There you go. And that's the thing. And the guys never... Did he, he, three was the closest. They were so they were so close, so close on so many occasions to just putting that extra little bit of pressure on him, and it just didn't happen. It never happened all the way through. And anytime, look, anytime he did make a bogey or mistake, he it seemed like three or four holes later he had two more shots back. You That's know, it was just what can you do? But like, I tell you, what was really I'd say, good. I think it was so frustrating for the guys chasing him. Like, yeah. is this guy ever going to crumble? Like, he's twenty one. He like, no. But uh, the, I thought what one of the great moments of the Masters for me was uh, Rose on Saturday. I thought mm-hmm. his back nine on Saturday was phenomenal. I think he had five birdies in the last six holes to get into the last pairing. Five in a row, yeah, and then hold a good putt on 18 as well to do it. Yeah, no, he had four, then he four in, he birdied 13, 14, 15, 16, part 17 and birdied 18. That's what, yeah, yeah. And the, the birdie put on 18 was just fantastic. Mm. I love Rose. I think he's a fantastic. I, it's funny, I actually didn't like him when he came out first on the tour. I don't know why, he just, I, I thought he was just kind of a, I don't know. Was it you were English, jealous. An English kind of thing. Like, you know, <laughs> but um, I've really, really warmed to him, and especially around the Ryder Cups and all that kind of stuff. He's a true, you know, he's a fighter. He's like real mm. tough, and he's had he he had to deal with the difficult way. You know, he came through. The, he turned pro and didn't make the cut for nineteen competitions, something like that. Yeah, so that's that's character building. Of course it is. Like yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden now he's up into the. Like, I think he got brought up to number six in the world again or something like that. So look, speaking of Justin Rose, we have to severely hold our hands up when we had Steve on last week. We Steve had mentioned Rose earlier on in the year as a fancy, and then last week we all, myself, James, and Steve, agreed that based on Rose's form thus far, you know, so far this year, which was bloody awful, like he had a wrist injury and everything. We kind of said, no, we're not going to back him. And of course he went and went very close to winning. It would have been extremely embarrassing. But a lovely each way bet. It would have been 40 to 1. 40 to 1. So you would have got nice 10 to 1 odds on the place. So, uh, well, look, it's good to see him back. How did our bets do? We didn't do anything, did we? We had... Well, I had... Well, we for people who don't know about this, we played a game of golf um, a couple of weeks ago and we were playing for a fiver each. Mm. And myself and Barry drew on the 18th hole, which meant that the, no one won any of the money. So what we decided to do on the day was we put a... The fibers that we would have been putting on the bet, yeah. we decided we'd each pick a golfer and put it into a cumulative pot, and mm-hmm. if anyone won anything, that it would go towards our, let's say, our future. Future betting. Future betting. Yeah, exactly. Now, of course, when they said, who do you want to put on? I went, McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away, <laughs> five to one, and he obviously came forth. So we won nothing from my bet. Nothing anyway. that. I put our, the fiber on Mickelson. So close, close game. Yeah, those five yeah, We all went. Obviously, we went for the wins. And yeah, yeah. Uh, James was it Johnson? He went for I think Justin Johnson. Justin Johnson or Jimmy so, Walker? Or yeah, no, no, it wasn't Jimmy Walker. No. So uh, look, we did well. We got three golfers in the top six, but no wins. So anyway, uh, and again, big shout out to Paul Casey who had a fantastic competition and he was smiling his whole way around. It's great to see him back in form. And that guy can hit yeah. a golf ball. Yeah, he's a beast. Pop my arms. Oh, pop my arms. It's phenomenal to see him hitting the golf ball. It's great to see him back after all his injuries. Fair play. Um, D- Dustin Johnson was pretty amazing. Uh, it was a Saturday to three eagles and a birdie on the par five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time three eagles in a Masters. But he was just in so, one round. He was so erratic for the rest of his life. You know? Yeah. He, at that stage, when he had come off that round, he was seven under. That was Saturday, I think he had that. And that's why I think everyone thought he had a chance because he could he could do that on the par fives. Yeah, but his but his, his com- overall score for three rounds was still seven hundred. So even on that day, his his whoopsies are too too whoopsie. You know, just bad bad silly mistakes. Um, the speaking of eagles, I mean another indication of how easy the course was playing. There were forty seven eagles this week, which is the most in tournament history by I think double digit figures. I think it's thirty seven was the best previous. So. 
they have annihilated the place this year. One of the funniest moments of the weekend for the, watching the TV on Sky was at one stage they showed, I think it was Justin Johnson getting an eagle on 15. And then the next screen they cut to was Hadiki Matsuyama mm-hmm. getting a, an eagle on 13. Yeah. And then the next shot that they showed was someone else getting an eagle on 8. Mm. And you're kind of going, this is hilarious. Like, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, it was a little bit comical. There wasn't... Uh... Look, next year, next year they're going to tighten it back up again, and we'll have the drama. So, do you want a caddy screens. for me next year when I make it there? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant, That's great, grand, yeah. As long as they let me hit a shot in the par three tournament. No, I, Niall Horn is caddying for me in the All par right. three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was it was a more popular Masters. Obviously, Jordan Spieth is quite popular in the American public. Okay, the yeah. TV ratings for the final round are up twenty three percent on last year, which is good. It's good for golf because they yeah. needed someone from America to be coming out and doing this kind of stuff, and he's the new American hero. Yeah, finally somebody stood up to McIlroy. <laughs> well, there you go. We needed we needed a challenger. It was boring watching Rory dominate the place. It was a, like yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The, 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 they're standing up like Patrick Reed didn't have a great tournament, but he's another one who could be up there challenging with them. Maybe not on as a consistent basis as Speedwood, but I think he's got the skills to put in some good battles down I over think the Speed years. Speed is the man, though. Yeah, Speed is the guy that's, and this is what we've all been waiting for: is to to have two guys who, at the best of their games, will be mm. battling and battling and battling, and it'll just be a rotate. You know, one guy will win, and I think I think this is going to be the best thing for McElroy. Because there's been yeah. no one there. So much to push him consistently. So much to push him. He'll now have to go, I have to beat this guy week in, week out. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. And I want to because I was looking at the, the, the official golf um, world rankings. And although McElroy is 11.75, I think, like that at the moment, Spieth has now jumped in second spot and is 9.14. 9.2, yes, well, there's 2.5 still between them, it's which is even, a major. It's only 2 point, there's less than 2.4 between them now. So. 2.4, but that's still over yeah. a major. Rory's going to have to keep the game going well this year. I mean, Jordan Spieth, it's, at this stage, it probably isn't just a hot streak of form, because in his last 12 worldwide starts, okay, he has 4 wins, 8 top 5s, 10 top 10s, a 68.67 scoring average, He's 128 under par for those events. And his finishes over that span are third, first, first, seventh. Miscut, must have, must have turned 21 and gone drinking before the event. <laughs> uh, seventh, fourth, 17th, first, second, second, first. It's unbelievable. This is like what Rory did last year, you know, yeah. when he was just blitzing the place. So yeah. um, I, mean, I guess when Speed's game is off, he'll just be knocking in top 10s like Rory is. And everyone says, Rory's in a slump. But he's yeah. knocking in top 10, top so 10s. it's not a slump. But it's a slump for him. That's the thing. When you get to the status, it's so funny. It's like, if you're not winning, you're in a slump. It's like, come on. give McElroy was break. 15 under yeah. for the last 45 holes. 45 holes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Let, I mean, let's get on to talking a little bit about the guys in depth. So let, yeah, we, of course. we'll start with McElroy. So um, for, for us, like the thing that killed Rory's chances were his uh, was his front nine on Friday. He yeah. shot four over par, but for that, he is four shots closer, and that's putting an awful lot more pressure on speed. You know, if he shot level par for that. Now, Rory, he seems to have a little bit of a in the Masters, and that's the fifth consecutive year he's had a nine-hole score of 40 or worse. So... Although he did that, he seems to, over the weekend, over the last 40 holes, he ha- seemed to have figured out the course, the way it was playing this year, and what to do. Maybe because this is what, his seventh Masters, he had that little bit of kind of culture shock, the way the course wasn't playing as fast and as firm as he's, ex- he's used to seeing it. 
That, that's my theory. And that once, maybe, maybe that'll release the pressure when he had the bad nine. Holes. Well, I think the whole thing that happened there was, it wasn't even the fact it was a bad nine. It was then it was a case he wasn't going to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it was like the pressure from the beginning, I think, was the fact that the pressure was on him to win the Grand Slam. Mm. You know, that kind of way. There was yeah. a lot of pressure on him, a lot of pressure. Now, also, when he came in with the one under. I don't think he ever expected that Spieth would run off to an eight under start. No, I, I, I don't, don't think anyone. I think when he had his one under, I think he thought, I'm going to be three or four off the lead. Maybe five at worst kind of worst, thing. You know, yeah, he was seven, yeah, yeah. you know. And then he compounded it with his 40 on the, you know, the front nine of the second round. Now, then all of a sudden it goes from like, am I going to win this competition? Oh no, hang on a second. I'm not going to make the cut. Mm. So then the pressure's gone from not winning it. It's a case of now I can actually relax and take off. Some of the iron shots that he was hitting on the first, the, that front line on Friday, even the first round, he couldn't judge his irons. Mm. He was, he was smacking his driver, it was fine. You know, kind of way, he was hitting at 300 yards, which is something I would, I would like to think that I might be able to do once or twice ever. You know, the kind of way. But um, his iron shots, he had little eight irons in his hands and he was flying them over the green. The only time he hit the 12th green um, was on Sunday. Yeah, so he's just, he's just a little bit off. I mean, but look... A little bit off for Rory. He still finished his fourth in a major. You know, so... In the Masters, like, his highest finish ever in the Masters. That shows how good this guy is. And he's a world number one. He's He is a huge battler when the game is off. Yeah. And that's... Off for him is still fourth. So, you know, he's he's getting closer and closer to doing what Tiger did for years. Winning with his B game. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, uh, it's just all part of his learning experience. And, look, there's no doubt in my mind Rory wins multiple masters it's but they're all saying he will like, I you know, think even Jack will. Nicklaus is turning around kind of going like you know this kid's going to win many many majors like yeah. you know the fact is this year there was a lot of pressure on him next year the pressure will be on speed maybe yeah. you know the pressure will be off Bubba again because he you know no one's done, no one's uh, there's only a couple of people who've retained the title I think. The defend, yeah defend yeah. Bubba only wins an even number of yeah. as well so he won it then couldn't retain it won it yeah. and he was even saying himself that uh, he said I haven't done anything differently to last year mm-hmm. I just can't get a put yeah. yeah, that was the big difference. Bubba couldn't get used to the slow greens. Mm. So that, yeah, it ha- it, obviously it has affected those guys with all that experience on the course. Of course, he's one so of you know, like you know, when you're a champion around that golf course, yeah. it's hard to to change your mentality. Well, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting approach by them. I mean, Mother Nature helped you know played a little part in it, but maybe the Augusta committee said, well, look, let's mess with these guys and let's play with their heads because let's not give them the challenge they expected. And this is what this is what happened and. You know, we saw the the record scores by speed, um, and he was very unlucky to miss that putt on eighteen. I well, think it was an awful putt. Oh, I know it that would have given us a scoring record. You know, yeah, it was a terrible. He knew it as well. Uh, he was, was nervous. Yeah, he was probably, yeah. That's probably the most nervous thing. He made the eighteen yeah, yeah. green. All the nerves were off, and then all of a sudden he had a putt to have the scoring record. Yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, it was it was a pretty weak stroke. But Tiger was Tiger wasn't turn around and go. You know, Tiger was great to see him back playing mm. very well, but. Um, he will always turn around and kind of go that the course isn't the same as when he did it you know the kind of way when he well, was well the course was a lot shorter when he did it but in 1997 you're talking about the equipment and everything wasn't the same yeah. you know people weren't hitting he was the first person to be hitting drives like he overpowered the par fives that year you know that that mm. was the massive difference like if you saw they showed a stat actually at one stage over the weekend um, it was obviously on Sunday but the other, they break it down, par threes, par fours, par fives. Yes. Speeth was like three under, four under, and five under, or yeah. something like that for the, the par threes, par fours, par fives. Yeah, yeah. Consistent. Tiger was um, <clears throat> two under, four over, and like 17 under yeah, <laughs> for the yeah. par fives. Himself, Tiger's and Phil's career records on the you know par threes, par fours, par fives, like Phil was like 
40 over on the par 3s, 34 over on no, the par 4s. 7,000 under. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, a lot under. Uh, you know, whereas Pete was making his score everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he was brilliant. Tiger, Tiger had, I was really delighted to see Tiger back. Um, Big time, yeah. Playing well, executing the short game shots, you know, re- some really good shots. There was one shot he played, he was on 11. He was beyond the bunker, the pin yeah. was on the down slope, and he had to play... Like a, and the water clip, was behind the flag. To, yeah, water was behind the flag. He had to clip this perfectly, landing on a down slope, and got it into about three or four foot. Checked the ball up. He flew it to the hole. Yeah, and just and stopped, stopped, dead. stopped it dead. It was, and that was that was the moment for me. I was like, he, his short game is back. Yeah. He's, you know, this is great. And do you think now? I'm going to ask you the question, right? Because I find this interesting. On the Saturday, um, Tiger was playing with Sergio Garcia. Mm-hmm. Right now, obviously, there's no love lost between. Um, Sergio and Tiger, yeah, uh, going back through obviously the fry, fried chicken gate, but um, that's not my, my my question is that at that point Tiger obviously played very well because he has no fear of Sergio. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you think the pressure got to him on Sunday? Not about finishing or finishing or winning or anything like that, Play but that he's playing with Rory. Yeah, a little bit. He may he hit two out of fourteen fairways. So that's, you know, he's looking at Rory smashing drives smashing with, like, obviously Rory's swing speed is ridiculous, but he makes it look so effortless. But it's the balance that he gets yeah, afterwards. That's so good. Thing. He just annihilates the ball, and I'd say Tiger's there. There's a little bit of, I need to step on this here, you know, hit it harder. And, yeah, I think that's a really, a really good point. We yeah, were all waiting, because I remember, like, I was watching it on Saturday, Saturday night, and I was literally keeping my fingers crossed for someone... To make a bogey or get a birdie. Mm. So as it was balanced off, the Tiger was going to play with McIlroy. I wanted that too. Yeah, so yeah. I was watching, I was going, oh, uh, come on, Justin Johnson, make another bogey or make a birdie. Or There was a couple of the guys drifting up and down. I think your man uh, Strelman uh, mm. was floating around the six under mark or the seven under and then obviously went down. And it turned out obviously that they were, and I was going, this is going to be yeah. fireworks. Ama- fireworks, yeah. amazing. Like, you know, and it just never happened. It really didn't. It just it, they both missed kind of putts early on. Tiger was a bit scrambly all over the place, and the TV, you know, Sky stopped covering them as much. That's you know? the thing. They were obviously waiting for all of this to happen. Like you know, speaking of Sky, I switched over to BBC. I, I started switching over to BBC when Sky went on their little ad breaks, and all of a sudden I was seeing shots by guys that Sky weren't even touching. So BBC were taking completely different kind of uh, approach to showing the tournaments. They were showing a lot more European golfers. There's some golfers in the middle of the field and different angles yeah, yeah. and different holes, and it, it was a, it was nice to kind of see that you know you didn't have as much manipulated storyline as you get on Sky these days, which gets very very narrowly focused the closer to the end of the tournament you get. Yeah. You start seeing an awful lot more of the guy walking around looking at his putt instead of you could watch two or three shots from other guys in that time. Yeah, it cuts you know, from shot to shot to exactly, shot to shot, just, to shot. I mean, give me, give me rapid fire shots for like, you know, a few minutes at a time and just go bang, shot, shot, shot. You don't need to, you don't need to commentate on it. Just let me see it. I want to see it. Whereas now you've got this thing where you're just watching guys walk around the greens, stalk the greens and it's just, it gets a little kind of annoying. You're like, I want to see more golf. Yeah, I want to know what's going on at the top, but it's, it's a, you feel a little bit manipulated into the, it feels like the, watching the PJ Tour as well. You feel like you're watching the tournament that they're writing it before it even happens. Yeah, no, I felt a little bit cheated watching Sky. Yeah, but the one thing I did actually enjoy doing was I actually watched the featured groups oh, again. Here we go back great. to my my man crush at McElroy. Yeah. But I actually wanted to watch McElroy playing on Saturday. I think he was playing yes. with Bubba, so he's playing Saturday at Bubba, and they had him as the feature group for the back nine. Mm-hmm. And I just watched that. I did that on several occasions throughout the week. I thought it was brilliant yeah, because great. you get to see every shot they take. 
the pro, you know, how they approach taking on the golf course. I loved that. Yeah. And the commentators got to just focus in on them. Oh, yeah, it was just them. Which is good. It would be great to, you know, see more coverage come from the Augusta, just like they have in the Open Championship. You know, they, we get coverage from 7 a.m. right through to, you know, the sunsets. Uh, but that's gone now as well, isn't it? Well, sorry, we're, we're talking about the Masters. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to be losing the... Yeah, so who knows what happens with Scott. Maybe you just get a lot of red button coverage, but look, we'll get to that. Um, but anyway, all I do ever really myself is I record the stuff and come back and watch it a little bit later. So generally what I'll do is if the coverage starts at 7 o'clock on Sky, I won't actually start watching it until 9. Mm. And then I'll fast forward through all the ads and all the chat and the Sky cart and all yeah. that. Sometimes I might watch a little bit of the Sky cart. I had a particular, I, I actually did a little thing on Facebook um, on Sunday. And I don't think many people got it, but I, I kind of turned around and said that any golfers out there will realise that yellow is obviously the colour of the day. And I got a couple of comments back and I think people thought I was talking about the fact that McElroy was wearing yellow mm. and that I was talking about McElroy. And I wasn't. I was talking about the, the, the lady who was uh, doing Sky... Uh, Sarah Sturk. Sarah Sturk. She was wearing a, big, a lovely yellow dress. <laughs> <laughs> and no one copped on to yeah. it. I was kind of going... Oh, my mind works in mysterious ways. I, I thought for a second you might have been talking about the the flag, the colour of the flags. No, and, and then yeah, someone I, else I, came I, back to me and surely you mean green. And yeah. I went, oh, okay, green. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sky did introduce an amazing kind of holographic there was rotation brilliant. of the greens. Oh, and the greens and everything. Yeah, so Sky had like a hologram that was projected in front of the presenters who were at the, the big TV screen. Yeah. And you know, you got to see like a 360 rotating view of the greens and, and the slopes and it views and the, yeah, the slopes of the greens yeah. and the swings of the golfers. Um, speaking of swings of golfers, I watched the on the range coverage a bit and they yeah. were kind of doing 10 minute pieces on each golfer that was on the range. And I was, they put Stenson on and I was just in dreamland. It was amazing. And they had like, but how could you be in dreamland about someone who doesn't have a good swing? Ah, yeah, <laughs> he's a terrible swing. <laughs> they, they were, they were waxing, the American commentators were waxing lyrical about how he, you know, the sound off his shots is just different from oh, everybody else. I'd even say that. Yeah. When he hits that ball, it's just like, yeah, they had this amazing camera that was kind of on a, on extended arm or whatever so I was able to hover above the golfer and take a direct down oh, no picture way. of their swing and it was it was just the most amazing angle because obviously because we hadn't seen it before but yeah, yeah. it was just a really unique way just to see them it was almost as if you were kind of over the ball Whoa. you know and, see, and watching that swing go down and hit the ball so, so it was, it's almost like you're hitting the ball pretty much I felt in like, a dreamland I felt like Hen- you had a swing I like felt like Henrik for a few minutes yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's so, not even go there uh, Look, it was a quick rundown of other of the actual Sorry, top just, ten. Okay, just one, just one thing before you go, and yeah. there's just one thing we obviously had spoken about before was that you know big shout out to uh, Kevin Strelman Strelman. Yes, um, because on the par three competition, he this caddy. Uh, it was a lovely, this lovely gesture because the caddy um, obviously has some sort of a terminal illness, and it was part of the Make a Wish Foundation mm-hmm. that he got the opportunity to caddy for. Uh, for Kevin and obviously Kevin won the competition so and yeah. he got pictures with the trophy and the whole lot it was I'm sure like you know obviously I don't know exactly what the, the poor kid what what um, is an inoperable brain tumour yeah, so, so. He, he might he might, he might dissipate it might not but it was wonderful because Streelman was like look I'm going to win this for you and he goes I'm going to make another birdie to win it yeah. here and then beat, you know, beat Vajegas in the playoff on the yeah, third yeah. playoff also Great, it's just a great storyline. Oh, it's it a really great story. Was. Love that. Was fantastic. So fair play to him, and there was a lovely, lovely gesture, you know. And Streelman was rewarded with a very good performance of the weekend. He finished tied 12th. This is his best performance in a major yeah. ever. 
Um, look, we'll just run down the top 20. So we had uh, Louis Eusthausen and Henrik Stenson in tied 19th. Sergio Garcia and Tiger Woods in tied 17th. Kevin Na had a good week, tied mm. 12th with Kevin Streelman, Haas, uh, Ryan Moore and Ricky Fowler, who kind of snuck into the top 12. He yeah, he just... He could have had a much better weekend. He had a 70 and 67, but he threw in a, a late double. There, he he threw got, in a late double on yeah, Saturday, yeah, yeah. and then he also made a bogey or a double on Sunday. He was as well. looking like he was, he was creeping up like McElroy. You know, he, yeah. he kept on seeing him on the front page, and then all of a sudden he was gone again. He looked like he might sneak into the places, but he just kind of fell away. Right. Um, the top 10, uh, Charlie Hoffman fell away with the Sunday 74, didn't really feature in the coverage. Um, so unfortunate for him, but another good another good week. He's been playing very well yeah. recently, picking up loads of money, having having the time. Got to play Augusta for four days. Exactly, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he played with the winner, yeah. and you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he got he got you know pick up experience just like Speed last year. Yeah. You know, um, tied with him on eight under was Zach Johnson and Hunter Mahan, both with good weekends. Uh, Zach Johnson got 68-68, Mahan 68-67. Justin Johnson had a poor Saturday and yeah. too many mistakes throughout the whole thing. So he finished in tied six with Ian Poulter and Paul Casey. Ian Poulter hit 67-67 on the weekend. He's very good. And only missed four greens on Saturday and, between Saturday and Sunday. So that's excellent. Casey had a poor Saturday that kind of took him out of contention. Yeah. Uh, Deki Matsuyama had four subpar rounds, including a Sunday 66. Is he the only player? Place. No, uh, Roy McElroy. There's no player has ever had four rounds in the 60s. And won it. And won, uh, no, four rounds in the 60s, full stop. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why um, Saturdays why, beat 70 and 70. Yeah, um, I think who was it? Casey was the only one yeah, who was out in the course who could have done the Saturday one, but anyway, he didn't. Yeah. So... Uh, Roy McElroy had a good weekend. You know, we talked about him earlier. 66, yeah. yeah. So, and then we had Justin Rose and Phil Mickelson. Phil just has been awful for the last year and a half, but anytime a major comes along, he just kicks into gear. So yeah. this is a this should be noted for everybody. Don't worry about what Phil's doing before a major. He can get his game. He'll together. get it there, and um, especially when he's won on the golf course yeah, before. Yeah, you know? and he's working with Butch Harmon. So you know, Butch Butch knows how to get guys in the right place to win majors. We all know that. Um, Overall rating for this Masters, I'm just going to throw the surprise question at you. Out of 10. Well, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. An overall rating for enjoyment. For this oh, week. enjoyment. Um, okay, well, for in, enjoyment... Am I comparing it to other Masters? Sorry, I know... Absolutely, I, yeah. Am I comparing it to Masters? It's, it's not just like as a one-off tournament because, you see, it's not like watching the Open where it's in a different course you know this is the yeah. same course. you're picturing it the same like last mm-hmm. year like if I was to go against other May, other Masters competitions yeah. that I've watched mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say 6 out of 10 yeah I'm right there with you at 6 if I put it as a standalone golf competition where I don't know the golf course it's just a one off golf course I'm going to put it as 9 out of 10 because I thought what what um, what Jordan Speed did was phenomenal mm-hmm. I think that Thursday Friday he just blew everyone away and I was waiting and waiting. There was anticipation, excitement about whether he was going to mess up more so than anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think at that way, they're my two ratings. Yeah, I think I think I just uh, every year I just wish for that really dramatic Sunday finish. And maybe I've got these like blurred memories from childhood when it was all it was really exciting. And maybe that's a load of masters all piled into one really exciting Sunday in my memory. And my oh, head no. is kind of making me do it. No, no, no. Because I was actually I was that, that know, I was that golf geek. Yeah. Who watched you know all the the films that they were putting on beforehand. Oh, so it's not so every year that yeah. it happens, but like you're talking about We've the great years. Even that. Oh, do you know what I didn't even realize that shot that Michael or that Mac, uh, the Tiger hit 
in 2001, I think it was, from the, you know, the... In your life! Yeah, behind the 16th. Behind the 16th. Did you realise that he won that in the playoff? Yes, just about. But yeah, it's it's that shot you remember it for, isn't it? That's the shot. And I thought at that stage when he won that, when he hit that shot that he went on to win it. In fact, he actually had... Got him in there. He got him into a playoff, which he won by birdieing the first playoff hole. But that's amazing because I actually thought he won it by a mile. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's only when you go back and watch these no, kind I remember of the videos. That was tight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the videos are great watching all the back. Brilliant, even Freddie Couples when he won it. Like you know, yeah. it's, it's great to see all those old ones. Look, it was it was a, it was a good it was a great performance by Speed. Uh, I hope he continues his form because I want to see these you know this kind of supposed rivalry he's going to have with McElroy. The thing is, the two guys are so friendly, they'll probably just be, you know, walking down the ferry, you know, arm around each other's shoulders or something like that. But the funny thing about it is, like, you know, supposedly McElroy isn't like that. I mean, supposedly he gets into his own, like, he has a bit of crack and all that, but he, he tends really? to go into his own okay. little bubble as well when it comes down to it. Like, you know, if he's in contention, he doesn't talk to anyone. You yeah. Know? Which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but he's a very friendly guy and whatnot. Ben Crenshaw has finished uh, playing the Masters. Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben, one of the best putters ever, who has been a mentor to Jordan Spieth for years. Um, so And gave, gave him some putting tips at the start of this week. So I'd say Ben Crenshaw's phone is ringing off the hook with bros going, how do I put better, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carl Jackson, who was Ben Crenshaw, who was on Crenshaw's bag for his two Masters titles um, and served... He served as a mentor to Jordan Speed's caddy, Michael Greller. So before each of the last two rounds, Greller scouted the course and then had a chat with Crenshaw's caddy, Jackson. And he is quoted as saying, it was like sitting down with Michael Jordan and talking about the NBA Finals, Greller said, which is really cool. So yeah. he got you know, he all that experience of that Augusta caddy over the years and how to get it done. So the, Another you know, nice touch. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when Ben Crunch, uh, excuse me, Crunchy. Ben Crenshaw, yeah. when he was playing, obviously his caddy uh, is a bit sick at the moment, mm. um, so he wasn't in a position to caddy for him for the whole competition. It was his brother, wasn't it? Uh, it was his half-brother. His half-brother, yeah. yeah. was caddy for him for the Saturday and the Sunday, I think. But the lovely gesture was that when Ben Crenshaw finished, mm. uh, the caddy, his proper caddy was dressed up in his gear yeah. and came out onto the green and gave him a hug and the whole family was there. And it, was, it was a lovely moment, wasn't oh, it? Was the crowd. I nearly tear my yeah, eye. It was, it was. I'm so sad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm an emotional golfer. Another know? great champion. Uh, Going to just uh, be there then for the ceremonial tee shots in future, I guess. Play a few of the part threes, kind of like with Jack and Arnie, maybe. Yeah. So just, you know, get there every year and soak up the atmosphere and be another part of the history of Augusta. So it's who got dragged into the... Because I know Arnold Palmer hit the tee shot, but who got dragged in? Don't really need three of them. Oh, it was it. Gary Player, wasn't it? No, it was Gary Player, Gary, Jack, Jack Nicholas, and then there was the third person who was, was actually it? playing in the competition. Was it ben? I think it was Ben. Was it Ben Crenshaw? Oh, God. It's so long ago. <laughs> it was last, yeah, I know. Know, last someone, someone got brought in because Aaron Parham is actually sick at the moment. Yeah. And well, he's, I think he's just gotten a bit too old to actually yeah, play to it. play it, actually, the yeah. competition. Like, you know, but he, he was kind of like a... Uh, maybe that was the first... This was his first year of kind of feeling the vibe of being part of that group. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he's the replacement, the substitute into that group. Yeah. So, um, did you see how far Gary Player smashed his drive? Did you see his kick afterwards? Yeah! <laughs> his leg went over his head. He could kick the top of a door frame. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, look, moving really quickly on, we'll have a quick look through or forward to next week's championships. We could talk about this oh, for hours. hours and hours, and we might go to the pub then in the next couple of days and have another look back yeah. on it. Um, the LPGA is back on. They are off to Hawaii, the lucky girls. They're off to Oahu to play the Lottie Championship presented by Hershey. Michelle Wee defends. 
the European tour, uh, well, leaves Europe again, going off to <laughs> China, China to yeah. play the Shenzhen International in Genzong Golf Club in Shenzhen. So this is the inaugural event. The Volvo China Open was played on this course in 2014 when it was won by Alexander Levy on 19 under. It is a 7,145-yard par 72 golf course. I did a little bit of research on the European Tour website. So it is an undulating tree-lined course. The last seven holes are kind of open, but there are many hazards on the last six holes. The fairways are quite generous. The rough is not too penal, and there was a bit of heavy rain last weekend. So the course is going to be soft-ish and set up for a birdie fest, which... So like the Masters. Pretty much like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, let's not let's not do that. Yeah, let's um, not go back to there. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, um, t- testament there. Last you know last year, Alexander Levy won on nineteen under. So there's going to be a lot of birdies out there. Yeah. Bubba Watson is head of the betting out there. He's gone out there for a big paycheck, no doubt, an appearance fee. He's six to one. Tommy Fleetwood twenty two to one. Emiliano Grillo twenty two to one. Rafa Cabrera Bello twenty two to one. Alexander Norin twenty two to one. They're at the ball 25s, Levy 25s, a defending champion that's a bit long, yeah. but uh, or sort of defending champion, same golf course. Uh, Jakob Van Zyl 25s, Romain Wattel 28s, and the rest are 33 to 1 and 8. One thing so, I'd say about that is that Bob Watson, as you said, is going out there. But yeah. I, was, I spotted something on the net today, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know the extent of it, but they were doing a, I think he's over there already. In China, yeah, it was the gong shot, was the it? The gong shot, yeah. and he couldn't hit it. Could he not? No, he said that his quote was, I would stay here forever until I hit it. Amazing, he That's could not hit it. You know, it's like that moment where you're like, I just need the, you know, it's like that foot yeah. that you miss from a foot that you keep on missing. You want to go back the next day and do yeah. it, yeah. It's funny when the pros do it as was well. Jordan Speed was on Letterman, and Letterman asked him, like, what, how did you feel last year when you lost to Bubba? And he said, I wanted to go back the very next day and play the tournament again. Yeah. He yeah. said, it was, I was just, I had to I'd wait all year to do it. I'd say the, mo- the, the most thing he'd like to do the most would be to play the 12th hole again. Yeah, That'd yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ninth. Anyway, the, um, the PGA Tour moves to one of my favourite stops of the year, the Orbisee Heritage in Harbortown Golf Links uh, on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. This, for anyone who doesn't immediately recognise this uh, event, you picture the red and white striped lighthouse on the behind the 18th green, mm-hmm. and the, you, everyone will know it then. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite iconic. Um, the it's a tight little course, 7,101 yards, par 71. It has the lowest average driving distance on tour at 257.7 yards. So we could we could play there. Uh, we could try and play there. We'd still I'd shoot millions big. over par. I'd be too big. The greens are tiny. The greens <laughs> are tiny. They are an average of 3,700 square foot. So uh, some people live in apartments bigger than those. Yeah, um, good time. It is the third toughest par 71 of the year. Uh, last year was playing at uh, over over one shot over par on average. And it is the second lowest green in regulation course on tour at 56.21%. So a little bit of course, not, prior course knowledge helps around here. Somebody's good at strategizing. Um, I I don't know if you heard about this guy, Jordan Spieth. He, uh, he's a pretty decent golfer. He's heading the betting at 6-1. to one. Is he playing in it? He's, yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, honored, really? his, honored his commitment. He's wow. back. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, I, I give up, like last last week I said he might run out of steam, and that was my reason I didn't back him for the Masters, he obviously has Energizer batteries and just keeps going. Uh, well, <laughs> I, he's 20, like 21, he's yeah. 21 years of age. He just can't stop. He's just doing, he's winning, he's on a, you know, yeah. when you think about the fact that he came onto the PGA Tour as an invitational kind of thing, and hit that bunker shot to get in and get his win and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's been living a dream for the last two years. So this guy just doesn't want to stop because he fears, you know, that fear factor. If Why you not? stop, it's over. 
Look, he's he's riding the crest of a wave right now, and at this stage, it wouldn't surprise me if he went and did it. Uh, is McElroy playing? No, McElroy's, McElroy's not. No, um, Zach Johnson is fourteen to one. Jim Furyk's eighteen to one. Poulter eighteen to one. Kucher twenties. Patrick Reed twenty two. Donald twenty eight. Who stays in twenty eight? Webb Simpson twenty eight. Bill Haas is thirty. So is Charlie Hoffman and Brian Snedeker. Um, and 33 and 1 the rest Graham McDowell is teeing it up here this is the kind of course that should suit him really well short, short off the tee um, short off the tee yeah good strategising course look I love I love watching this event it's a very tricky little golf course the wind's supposed to be coming from all directions this week so it'll really challenge the guys and well I'm going to go for this one and I'm going to go Ooh, I'm going to cool. go for it and I'm going to go Ian Poulter I like that call. Yeah. I'm going to jump on that as well because yeah. he he's uh, once he gets his greens and regulation going, his putter was looking a bit better last yeah, week. Yeah. When he when he gets when he catches his fire with his putter, you know the postman delivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and with his big bulging bug eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he is due a win. He's he due a win. really is close. Um, look, that's uh, that just leaves us to we're going to wrap it up there. Say yeah. thanks very much to Will. Thanks to James for you know ditching tonight. And James us. for not being here. Yeah, we've, we've had so much fun. We, exactly. We want yeah. more time to talk. Big time. Uh, Rummy, he just keeps talking and talking and talking. Yeah, I don't get a word in edgeways. Yeah, I think that's more us than him. I know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll catch you all next week. <laughs> Bye-bye, huh? Well, goodbye. Bye-bye.